0: Hey friends, it's Heather, welcome to Bold Mercies, where we gather to build our faith. Because hearing stories of God's great mercies encourages us to live out our own stories with boldness. I cannot believe we're at the end of Bold Mercy's second season. My goodness, where is this year gone? This is actually our 50th episode. And I just need to say thank you to all the amazing women who shared their stories. Listen, I'm sure as you've listened to the stories, you have thought, wow, it is not easy being vulnerable. They are so brave. I have thought the same thing. They just poured out their hearts. They were honest about the hard stuff, and they were just truthful about their wrestlings and just really glorified God in the midst of their vulnerability and honesty. And so I just do need to give them a huge shout out and say thank you, thank you, thank you for being willing to share your stories. As we like to say here at Bold Mercies, stories lend strength. Listen, y'all know it and I know it, that this world is broken painful, and cruel. It is a roller coaster in the worst kind of ways. But these stories, we have heard it again and again and again, that God has always been there. He has been steadfast, unchanging, unwavering, present, and he showed up to people in the deepest kind of suffering that you and I could imagine on this Earth. God has been redemptive in the deepest ways. He has touched the deepest parts of people's hearts and of their lives in the midst of their deepest suffering. And He's touched them with love, with tenderness, with compassion, and with mercy. We have just seen that again and again and again. And so I just wanted to take a moment to just testify to God's unchanging nature, to the way that He has been dead fast, although the life has really just been a roller coaster for us, for me, and for all of these stories that he shared. I am so thankful that when God sent Jesus to earth, that he proclaimed good news of great joy that is for all people and that we can take hold of that you know in our in our deep suffering and in our deep pain that we can take hold of God's good news that is for our hearts that is for our lives and that is full of great joy some people on this podcast have chosen their boldness they have chosen their bold journey they have decided to step out in faith and to do something extraordinary for God and they have lived with trust in Even in the middle of when that journey looked really different than they had anticipated that journey would look. And then other uh, guests of mine have been handed their story. They've been given their story, and it's not one that they would have ever chosen for themselves. But in the midst of all of that, these women have just awed me by their trust and by their faith. But I think that they would absolutely all attest to the fact that they could only step into the journey with trust because God had been present and real in their lives. I'm going to totally steal this from one of our guests, but it's probably one of the things that has stuck closest to my heart after my interview is that she said in the midst of deep anguish and grief, she can look back and say that she feels like she was cocooned by God, that she was just held in this cocoon by God. And because of that cocoon, she was able to walk through her grief, to walk into he- healing, to be able to see the goodness of God in the middle of such anguish. So I just wanted to take some time today. We're not going to be able to go back and look at all of the episodes I've done in the second season, but I wanted to draw out some themes and some highlights from the second season. I got to interview Tally Coughlin and it was just a really precious interview. A lot of it was focused around the theology of suffering. And she said something here that I think is just so true for thematic across all the stories that the peace of God that transcended all understanding showed up in her life. Again, this, this image of the cocoon of God that is over her life. So let's check in here. Listen back on what Tally said about that
1: now let me rewind a little before this happened i was reading this book in my devotionals by charles spurgeon i think it's called streams in the desert no no that's not it besides still waters maybe i think that's what it okay is. they're really short devotionals and i remember reading one i had a i had only one child at the time he was probably like Eight months old, he's in his little bouncy chair, and I'm reading this one, and he's he's speaking to a widow, and he's like, "Now, widow, you lost your husband and you lost your child," and he's consoling her, and I remember closing the book and and saying to myself, "No, that's not good. Like that would not be good, God. It would be bad if you took my husband and my child. I do not believe that that is good." And I wanted to throw the book away. So then you fast forward Mm. to my son getting diagnosed with cancer, and it was this like break hitting moment for me where like that thing that I had feared, the bad, the bad thing that I had charged God with saying, this would be bad if you gave this to me was at my doorstep. And so Mm -hmm. Jordan, and I really had to wrestle in those 24 hours in that hospital that first night. It, It was where we saw like, is my faith real? Because we had been spending our whole life learning about God and about faith and trusting Him and all of this. But this is that, that testing point was, do I actually believe what I've said I believe? Is God still good, even though my child could die? And so I remember sitting in the bathroom in the hospital and Jack had been put into his hospital gown. So I had his clothes and I remember sitting on the bathroom floor and just taking in deep breaths of the smell of his clothes. And thinking to myself, he'll never smell this way again. Like he's about to be filled with, you know, fluids and chemo and who knows what else. And his smell, his essence is going to change. And I just allowed myself to grieve truly. And I Mm. felt like in that moment, the Lord met me and it was, it it was, I mean, it was just that peace that passes understanding in a supernatural way. Like I stood up, I folded his clothes and I went back into the room and I said, okay, we've got to do this. Let's do it, Lord.
0: Hmm. Another theme that we really talked about a lot through this season is just wrestling with God when circumstances are so overwhelmingly bad. How do you come out on the other side trusting God? How do you come out on the other side knowing that God is still loving, even in the midst of bad circumstances and bad situations? Here we talked to Lauren about walking through her divorce. What about anger towards God? Did you wrestle yeah. with that? Just being really angry with God that, you know, yeah, what I, allowed in your life?
2: I love this question. And I was um, and thinking about it. I do remember for a long period of time, and I feel like I'm actually just coming out of that in this past, you know, six months, year I remember for a long season being like really angry with God and being like, I don't like you, (laughs) but I trust you. Like, Uh I don't like any of this. This is awful. Nothing I expected to go through nor want to go through. And I really don't like you. Like, I don't know what to say besides I don't like you, but I trust you. Like, I didn't lose my faith. I knew that like he had... A way for me, and a way out of this, and I, I believe that He had something for me. Although I'm sure there's moments I I doubted that, and I doubted mm-hmm. myself. But um, yeah, I think that's that's often in in the harder season. I think that would really sum it up.
0: Man, how many of us can relate to that? Where we just say, "God, I don't like you right now, but I choose to trust you." reminds me of something that actually was just said on the podcast that I released last week or the episode that I released last week. And Nanette had said that she, in moments of great struggle in her own trusting of God during her years of singleness, she's just had to say again and again, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. And sometimes that's just, you know, once a week, once a day, but sometimes on really hard days that she can say that often. And I just thought that that also was so encouraging. Another thing that we've talked about is how do you view God when he's seemingly not answering your prayers? Here's Chrissy Mayer. She has been through a long season of infertility, which God has really used as fertile soil in her heart. And here she is talking about that very thing.
3: Praying and and believing, but then also that tension of, but if not. I believe for the miracle, but if not, and I think that's where you start to surrender. But if not, I still believe that you are good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I still believe that you are sovereign. So really bringing all of that before God in my prayers and being like, listen, like these are the things that I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with feeling like maybe less is for me. Or maybe I will always feel like I don't belong um, because this will be my struggle and I'll never really truly fit in the way that I think I should fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I can't ever really be truly me and share my true struggles Mm -hmm. because I don't have it as bad as someone else. Um, Or maybe that, you know, at least I have one or others have more. And so those are kind of been like the big tensions and prayer where I've been like, you know. I don't know what to do with all of this. <laughs> this is a lot to carry. Um, help me discover and separate truth from lies and help me to be able to steward my story well Yeah, is really what it boils down to. Because if I believe that God is good and God is sovereign, then I believe that the story that He's working out is for purpose. And that even though He may not have caused what happened and it breaks His heart and this is not how He intended for it to be, that whatever season of wait that we're in, that he is working it out for a purpose and that he's invited us into this epic story that he's writing. And he's like, do you want to be part of what I want to do through you? Do you want to surrender and trust that your plan and what you wanted, that that actually might be different than all of the glory that I could get from doing this? Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. It is just so often about surrender. And in our surrender, we're able to meet the presence of God. And that is where he is able to infuse in us the peace and the joy and the life that he brings us. That was just so powerful and wonderfully said by Chrissy. And of course, we all loved our episode with Allie, where she was just able to talk back through this past year, this past COVID year. And as she's been a nurse in a hospital, I should say I should correct that. She's been a speech therapist in a hospital and worked with COVID patients and been on the COVID floor. Like, what did that look like? How did God show up? What were the wrestlings of her heart? And so that was a very special one. I also need to say that Allie also just got married two weeks ago. I don't know if you remember this, but she was a single mom and also a widow And she just had a beautiful wedding. So I've been having so much fun looking at those pictures. But here's something that she wrote from her journal shortly after the beginning of COVID.
4: I actually looked back through my journal and on March 29th, 2020, I had titled it COVID Quarantine and I wrote, who are you rooted in? Roots bring life or death. Allow the Lord to minister to your heart Wake up every day and be thankful, because when you fail to be grateful, you f- you become vulnerable. We can name and be honest with our reality, but know that God is still good. He has purpose and a plan, and based on my last three years since my husband passed, I knew that to be true. I had to focus on the Lord's peace, to be generous and have gratitude. Um, and so I wrote Isaiah t- 6 3 states, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you.
0: Yes, so many people shared powerful verses that just were able to wash their minds in the word and transform them. And so that is a great one from Allie. Lastly, we just spent a lot of time focusing on the glory of God in our lives. We asked the question time and time again, what is something that you treasure most about God from this hard circumstance or from this journey that you've been on? And the answers were just amazing. That is just my goal for this podcast, that our eyes would be lifted up to the heavens and we would be able to see the glory of God. So Carolyn just, man, I just told her after we were done recording, I said, girl, you were just like preaching to us. And here she is. Here's something that she treasures most about God after she has spent the past 19 years dealing with her son, who is very high disability and has almost died many times. So here we go. Here's from Carolyn.
5: In the 19 years, I realized that I didn't have the relationship with Christ that I thought I did. I was one of those who was blown around by this talk or that talk. I've now learned that he is the rock of my salvation. He had to be my master and teach me. Um he had to be my leader. You know, so that I realized what kind of savior I had and I now have Right now, he is my friend. I have learned to respect him and give him the glory and honor that he is due. All of this, all of this, this struggle, the hardship has brought me closer to him. And I give him that glory and honor because there is nothing that can happen now that will tear me away from him. Absolutely nothing. He is my best friend and there will never be another like him. He is the rock of my salvation.
0: Amen and praise God. Guys, thank you so much for being here on Bold Mercies podcast for being part of this community, for being for allowing us to minister and to strengthen your faith. That is our goal and that is our prayer. I will be taking a short break here. My son is about to graduate from high school. We're about to start transitioning that him out of the home very shortly here. We're going to take some vacation. And then I will be back with a very short season three, which will just last for a few weeks over the summer. I'm really excited about that. So please do follow Bold Mercy's podcast, either on Facebook or Instagram, you are going to get the latest information there about when we're jumping back into the season and when we'll be offering these podcasts. One last thing, and this is where I begin to sound maybe a little bit like a broken record, but go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Listen, when the new podcasts do get released, I keep saying podcasts, but when the new episodes do get released, that way they'll show up on your iPhone when you open up the app and you'll be able to see, hey, they're back. So hit that subscribe button. Also, please, if you have a moment, if you've enjoyed this season, would you mind writing a review or going in and rating the podcast either on Apple or Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen, listen that way these stories are able to get into more hearts of women so that they can be strengthened and encouraged just like you have been. Thank you so much. It has been a great season. It is really my honor and my joy to serve you all in this way.